recording in process. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's just but, letting you know. It's just letting you know. Amber, that's welcome really to the Granite Zero podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, I sort of stumbled across you when I was like doing the normal flicking through social media and there was an interview that you did with, was it the Veteran Foundation? Yeah. And I was like, that is a, that's a powerful piece of like social media that's just come across. And I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to fire out a DM and see if I can get this, this lady on the show. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. I'm here. <laughs> no, to be fair, thank you very much for giving me your time. Um, you know, especially early on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love a lion. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I wish I had a bit more of a lion. I didn't get in until about four o'clock this morning after being at Old Trafford last night, oh surrounded, by, surrounded by Charlton fans, which was quite difficult when you're a Man United fan and you're winning and all you can hear is, <laughs> the rival team yeah. giving you shit and you just want to like turn around and say something and go oh hang on a minute I'm a slightly outnumbered here well, my family love Man United so they'd love you well, <laughs> but most people would love me I'm, I'm awesome I'm awesome <laughs> <laughs> so how, how was your how was your Christmas and New Year was it good eventful I just spent a lot of quality time with family to be honest with you because we because we're all so busy doing different stuff. You know, you just don't get that time, do you, all through the year properly? And then yeah, I know exactly. yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I'm, I'm, I'm spread across the country, really. So I... Are you? Yeah, me, me, and my, me and my wife are down in Kent. Um, and to be fair, we are surrounded by her family. So I am surrounded by family, just not mine. It, that sounded wrong. They are my family, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, not your blood family. Yeah, but my, but my blood family is yeah. sort of mixed everywhere we got people in uh sort of chichester way and then my main family are, are in hereford and my mum has just moved back to wales so it's yeah we're all over the shop so trying to you know sort the logistics out of getting people to meet or or whatever i i managed to get back to hereford to see my brother and me old man for remembrance um, yeah, but that my dad also served, so that remembrance sort of time is like an important important time for me. I don't know; it might be the same for you. Um, a time to look back and reflect, really. I feel. Yeah, with um, <laughs> usually with like some one family member on remembrance, so always with a family member. But yeah, I know how you feel there. My dad's in Scotland, so it's a bit. He come just before Christmas. So it's a bit all over <laughs> as yeah. well, yeah. My brother bet. in London, so. I bet. So let, let's let's take a, a trip back. So what sort of guided you to join the army in the first place? So when I was um, younger, not very many people know this, but I'm not bothered um, people that do know, um, I was sexually abused growing up. So I sort of, wanted to escape that if that makes sense yeah, and yeah. just be tough so I could like I thought I'll join the army and I'll get all tough and be able to fight these people yeah <laughs> that's one way to deal with it I suppose <laughs> yeah I suppose it did make me mentally tougher in ways but um yeah so that was my reason for joining to escape 
to escape. That. Well, yeah. that, that's, that, sort of, that sort of makes quite a bit of sense, you know, trying to get that bit of escapism, escapism from, from like, reality. Oh, you're still there. Can yeah. you still hear me? I can still hear you. Yeah, yeah, we're still there. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes the signals get a bit, a bit pants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it must have been, it must have been difficult, like a difficult choice to put yourself out there how, how young were you when you um when you joined up I was 16 and my mum signed me away I was like mum I want to join the army 16 <laughs> yeah still a baby still a baby yeah how old were you when you I was, joined I was 20 I was 20 when I joined and I still felt like a baby <laughs> yeah. I think it's the best age to join to be honest I, I, I think it, I I still say now to uh I, I have many chats with family members and other friends i still think there should be some sort of mandatory service um national service you could call it because you know part of my french but some of the youth today are absolute cunts like no i absolutely agree with you i have said the same thing i it's teaches so much discipline doesn't it yeah definitely yeah. And, it, and it it i i always found it you know coming from a especially an infantry background, you know, we are completely broken down from what we were as civilians going in, starting off mm -hmm. with the, with the head shave. Um, obviously I don't think the ladies get head shaves. No, but, we didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, that's what, that's like how it starts. It's like, I'm taking everything that you hold as an identity from even down to your haircut and I'm taking yeah. it away from you and I'm going to build you back up to a more robust capable human really it, no exactly so oh, i think i think at a younger age i think if you join after 30 i think it's harder to break you down and restart yes. again you're already setting your ways i feel at that age. yeah I... could you yeah, do we... it now because i couldn't <laughs> i don't i don't think i could because well, even towards the end, I only did five, five and a half years, but even towards the end, I was getting sick of people like treating me like a cunt all the time. And I was like starting to get to that point where I was becoming more of a gobshite than perhaps I should have yeah. been. And Rebelling. Yeah. And <laughs> I think now if someone was shouting in my face, I'd be like, oh, will you fuck off, will you? Like, who, who are you talking to? I'm a fucking grown ass man. Like. That, so, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. We had a couple of old old boys that joined up with us. There was a guy that was, well, I tell you what, he looked like he was at least fifty, but he was apparently thirty one. But you know, he looked old as shit. Um, and mm. what, this, and I, infantry? I, yeah, yeah, infantry. Yeah, well, you'll probably laugh because I'm re RAF regiment, so I always say infantry, and then everyone's like, "Fuck off, will you?" It's like, no, we were. <laughs> I promise. I promise, we were. No, they do have an infantry in the raft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you joined the, the medical corps, correct? Yeah. Well, I wanted to join as a PTI, but I didn't know that you couldn't do that. And then I was told I'm too short for the RLC to drive. So and right. I was like, OK. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So then I joined the med corps. Um, yeah, oh, fair enough. I, I originally wanted to join as a as a PTI. Um, coming from an Air Force background, uh, 
my dad was a PTI for 22 years. And knowing that you could go straight in as a PTI in the Air Force, I was like, I'll try that. But me yeah. being me, being quite severely dyslexic and not really taking the time in the aptitude test, I failed the aptitude test twice to get it. And I was like, oh, I'll just go for the next best thing. And for me, it was the RAF regiment. You should have joined the RAF. I could have joined straight as a PTI. Yeah, you see, they don't tell you these things in the APCO, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> Definitely don't. So you started You started off, obviously, in the medical corps, living the dream. Living the dream. Stayed in the medical corps until I was discharged, so... Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's something. That's something. And I don't think oh. enough um, credit goes to the med corps, in my opinion. Um, you know, I worked alongside... Um, some members of the Air Force um, sort of med corps in terms of IRT. Unfortunately, I never got to do MERT um, during my last tour. I was in the command centre, so I didn't get get involved in that. But yeah, the, the fucking job that you guys did, patching up wounded soldiers in all the different conflicts around the world. Yeah. And... It's mad when you think about it because the limited resources that you guys had on tour compared to like back home, and you still managed to patch these guys up and potentially save countless lives. Yes, they may have lost limbs and and whatnot, but like you just learn to you just learn to improvise with what you've got. To be honest with you, yeah. Because I remember we had a huge mass casualty situation, but it was um, women and children. It was like over 30 women and children in a fob. And you know, in the fobs, there's not a lot of medical equipment. It's so uh, you get a couple of Bergens. So, well, we were trying to deal with what we had and we were running out of kit very quickly. And we were just using like, you know, like slings and whatever you've got to do the effect of tourniquets and... And then if you couldn't get, like, veins, if you couldn't get a cannula in the vein and the arms, you'd go. we would go and straighten the neck and things and just really going a bit out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very much um, adapt and overcome as, as you yeah. know, adapt, improvise and overcome as, as the old military saying goes. And that must have been, it must have been tough for, for you guys. I know... Um, for the lads that I worked with, there isn't much in terms of downtime when an incident happens. Um, when I was out in uh, Bastion as part of the command centre, um, I had, I was given, I think, about 10 minutes to put my thoughts in gear after I dealt with a, a few... Well, basically, I dealt with every major incident on that tour. Yeah. In terms of sitting in behind a desk, I know a lot of people go, fucking, you just sat behind a desk. But it's the mental aspect of knowing that your friends have been injured and that all you can do is speak to the air desk to get Mert out or Pedro or whoever it is. And I remember uh, a, a close buddy of mine who's actually coming on the show on Friday, uh, Robbo, who lost both of his legs. Um, well, he lost the first leg and then I, I believe he got the second amputated a bit later on. But hearing yeah. that incident, uh, like go f going through as it's happening, trying to deal with everything and realizing that the pin number is one of your mates that you 
have known since basically since you got to squadron. And you're like fucking hell. And I remember the the uh, the watchkeeper just turning to me and saying, "Tomo, go and have five minutes." And and that was basically it. Then it was came back in, finished the rest of my shift, uh, swapped over, and then after that it was I was sort of just left alone. And I know the lads on the ground pretty much similar as well. They dealt with the incident. They had an yeah. opportunity to have a bit of downtime. And then it was sort of crack on then. It, it is. Do you know what? I was, um, my boys, my son's father, me and him were together and we went on tour together. And we were obviously together then. And I heard over the radio the exact same name as my son's father. And I was like... <gasps> oh, that must and, have been gut-wrenching. Yeah, that was awful. And I was just like... I think it was like 24 hours later I then found out it wasn't him it was just someone else with the exact same name but I was just like panicking for 24 hours yeah I, was I like, bet what? I was not, like what the hell is going especially on especially if there's an incident because there's usually op minimize isn't it so it's like I can't, yeah. can't even get hold of him <laughs> no I couldn't that's the thing and because he was out on the ground as well and so was I but so difficult we were just sending blueies to each other when we could it was just so difficult it was just like it's a real uh, thing to go through that mm, that was that was pretty horrific I was just like oh my god I don't know anything <laughs> that's, that's mad when you think about it it's mm. it's bad enough like talking to my missus when I was out there she was like this is horrible because I don't know what you're doing but I couldn't even imagine having a spouse out there at the same time knowing that they're difficult. doing one thing and there's someone you're doing something else and it's like Jesus Christ that's... Yeah, it was very difficult. I remember once we both actually landed in Bastion at the same time and we got like to see each other for a few hours and then it was like, oh, back off again. <laughs> Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, so but we was very lucky. I bumped into him in the naffy by accident. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Because <laughs> you can't <laughs> just call each other. Like back in 2007, we, you couldn't have your mobile phones, could you? On no, you? no, no, no. No, it so, was yeah. same when I was out there. Like you, you could take it out with you, but obviously it had to be turned off and SIM card taken out and and whatnot. Yeah. So it was down to the fucking pay-as-you-go phone and or all the internet. Yeah, really. and you could only call home then, really. So all we had was Blueys, and that one time we bumped into each other in Bastion, it was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's mad. That's crazy. I've never yeah. heard of that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so that was quite nice, but um. I know what you mean. So my first casualty, I needed, I had to like sort of walk out yeah. of the um, the ISIL container. And I was like, what is going on? Because he was, he was dead. But it was like, I remember it like rain everywhere. Like it was an awful image. And I just walked out and I just like had to just stand outside for a few minute, moments and just compose myself. Yeah. And no one really said anything because there was another medic in there and that was in one of the fobs. And I, and then she like quickly come out and she's like, are you all right? Oh. Hey. <laughs> she fell over. Um, she's like, are you... Even is this? <laughs> and then I was like, had a little tear and I was like, right, come on, Amber, you've got this. Yeah. And then I went back yeah. in and after that, I sort of, sounds really bad, but I tried to see everyone as a doll as in what we would do in training as a practice doll yeah i get that sort of a disconnect yeah yeah it was the 
only way I could get through. But I remember I that first casualty, I couldn't sleep for days. It was just the image of the brain was in my head and I was like, it was everywhere that his brain and it, it was just there constantly. And anytime I closed my eyes and it finally went away, I think about a week later, yeah. but I'll never forget that image. It's just, you with, kind of have to say, get a grip this, you know, yeah. you've done this training, you know what you're doing. And then I seen everyone as, yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you have to try and get back to like reset to default. Um, yeah, but it's it's diff- It's a difficult thing to comprehend in the first place, really. As mm. as as humans, in terms of like, you can't really teach someone how to deal with seeing trauma or hearing about trauma or or anything to do with trauma because everybody is different. And that's one thing that I've tried to say from the start when I started the podcast, because I've got a lot of shit with people saying, how can you be this depressed? How can you have PTSD and things like that? And it's like, because my fucking brain works differently to yours. And it doesn't matter that I wasn't blown up myself or I wasn't there when I witnessed someone getting blown up. The fact that I was out on tour for the, the three tours that I did, you know, I I had to program myself to think every time I go out, I might not come back. But then you don't you don't get taught how to deal with those emotions afterwards, or drawing. No, I know how you mean because you know on that Fetman's um, Foundation video, I've had people like comments like, "Well, soldiers know what they're signing up for." I suppose you do from a war movie. Mm. But do you? But you, you're never mentally trained, as you're saying, to yeah. deal with what we see. And I know not everyone gets <coughs> PTSD, but some people do. And yeah, 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 exactly. And we can't control it. It's not our choice. You, you might, you might sign up for it. That's a really silly comment by those people. You might sign up for it, but in the back of your mind, you kind of hope that you don't have to see it. Yeah. Like, for for me as an infantryman, you're you're trained to be a killer. You're trained to be <laughs> what what yeah. makes the grass grow? Blood, blood, blood. You know, kill, 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 kill. <laughs> and yeah, and you're trained you're trained to see the enemy as a target, mm-hmm. and that's it. But still, if something happens, or you, or anything like that, it doesn't it doesn't mean that your mind won't resort back to default to you being. For, for me, just Sean from Hereford. Still a human being with feelings. I'm still, yeah, I'm not, a, it's yeah. not fucking robots. We do have compassion exactly. and empathy. Exactly. I'm thinking I might have to grab my charger before you die on me. Yeah, no, that's, that's no problem. Take, if you need to go... Can, you, can you edit that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 do, I'll do my best. Or I might I'm just leave it because it'll be funny. <laughs> well, how long are you leaving here for? <laughs> <laughs> You'll hit my dog. <laughs> there it is. There's the dog. Legging it. It's 
You're gonna die on me. That's all good. It's all good. Oh my! You know when your charger plays up, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't connect straight away. It's that time, the new charger time. It always seems to be iPhones. iPhone chargers are shite. Have you noticed that? Yeah, all the time. Oh. We, we got we got one in indoors that was the missus's one that she bought. It was like a it's supposed to be more of a robust one. It's like a red a red cable. And all of a sudden, it's just like, doesn't accept that it's a charger anymore. So you plug it in, it's like, you're joking, mate. I'm not going to fucking work for you. It's like, it's stupid. Yeah, it's like, this USB cable, blah, blah. You're like, really? (laughs) (laughs) This is not an Apple charger. It is, because I got it from the Apple store. Yeah, no, you suddenly (laughs) don't want to work. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Love Apple. (laughs) Yeah, fuckers. Buckers. One yes. thing I do want to sort of pick your brain on a little bit, actually. Go for it. Bit of a uh, bit of um, you know, current events going on. Obviously, yeah. the main man, Prince Harry, or as he should be just called it, Harry. Um, I, I was I watched the interview the other night. I was sat watching it with my missus, and I was like, he he is very much still living in the past and i think that is probably a big problem for for him and yeah and there's a lot of things that very is he's very he's obviously got some sort of ptsd i don't, i believe he didn't call it that he called it something else and he, yeah he did call it something else didn't he and and he's definitely and he's definitely i would say quite severely depressed i would say um, I agree. He looks very sad and unhappy. Yeah, and and I, I was saying, I was saying, I went. This is this is a this is all all the fact that he's saying that um, he wants to wants to talk. He wants to talk to his family. Blah 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 blah. I believe that's true, and I think he's trying to reach out because he needs support from his dad and his brother because Find out for help. because he needs that help. He needs that family sort of unity and i think maybe there's a there's a few bridges that have been burnt because of the oprah winfrey um interview as well and i just think this is a giant cry for help personally and i think doing it in a public platform the way he's done it is is a massive cry for help but also he's sort of shooting himself in the foot a little bit because everybody else is going, what is this fucking ginger knobhead doing? Yeah. And all us, he was loved. He was so loved before. And I do think he he is, he's depressed. He, I would say he, even though he said he's happy. Yeah. Does it, he didn't look happy. No. It's easy to go, I am really happy. But your eyes, like, say a completely different story. Yeah, definitely. And it's not that he's got bags. He looks sad. He's he generally looks like he's in high anxiety. Yeah, he's. It looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. And which is sad, isn't it? Really. Yeah, and I and I think I've seen loads of different things, and like people burning his book and things like that. It's like that. That's not going to help him. And I know really people are burning it. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Um, 
I think I follow him on on Instagram. I can't remember his his handle, but he's bought like t- which I thought was really stupid. So he's obviously gone out and bought these books and then put them on the fire. It's like well, you just gave you've given him money. Yeah, <laughs> you, you paid for it. So <laughs> like I, I understand where the, the frustration with that because obviously I with my book didn't really do as well as I sort of hoped. But it was you know hopefully nobody's burning it. But if you are, you paid for it, so who cares? Um, yeah, but, exactly. Do what you want with it once you've got it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he j- I, I, I've I, met Prince Harry before. Um, he did a, a a site visit at RAF Honington, and yeah, I ended up I ended up in a half a page spread with me, my daughter, and my wife, and Prince Harry. Um, in fact, I got a picture of him up on, in the shed at the minute. Um, oh, but he just seems like from the guy that I met. That was really outgoing, really smiley, bubbly, and had the respect of pretty much everybody in the in the military because of what he's done on tour, as well as Invictus as well, and Invictus and things like that. And now it just seems like he, he he's against everything that's British. Yeah, he's been. <clears throat> I I hate to say it. I feel like. I feel like <laughs> my opinion is <laughs> yeah. he's um almost been brainwashed. Yeah. Is With, it... Like being careful what I say, but it's like I that's what I personally feel. And if you take anyone, he has been around his family his entire life, except obviously on tour, but then that's another family he had, the military yeah. family. He was surrounded, and I know he's with his family now, his children and wife, but he's been taken away from everything he knows. Yeah, definitely. And moved to America, and it's not Africa where he likes to go. He's been literally picked up and put in a place where it's, it's he mad, hasn't isn't it? got... Mad. Yeah. I can't I mean, even keep a boyfriend. She's done well. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone man to move country. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's put some wicked, wicked spell on him. But I need yeah, to ask her for some tips. But, yeah, just just looking at him though, I was I was just like, it's sad because yeah, obviously he's aired things like the the fight with his brother. And I was like, I've That's I've had really countless sad. I've had countless fights with my brother, and I've I don't had, go I don't go around siblings. yeah I don't go around airing it as though it's no. for everybody else to know. That's a family thing. Like me and my I brother mean, had a bit. I wouldn't at this age, would you? No, no. Like me, <laughs> me and my brother had a bit. Me and my brother had a bit of a to do at a family wedding the other week, but it was literally the next morning. We had a hug. And we were like, that was silly, and he was like, yeah, we were both a bit pissed, and then we had a hug, and that was it. Like yeah, and the way I looked at like Prince William and and Harry was very similar to like me and my brother, where with they you could tell how close they were. They they were definitely best mates, and then all of a sudden it's he's he's picking you up for your beard, and then that's a big issue, is it? it doesn't make that sense. That made me laugh a little it? bit. That made me laugh because obviously he, he was allowed to keep his beard. Obviously, the queen, the queen allowed it, but and that's quite funny, really, isn't it? And he was like, "But my brother ordered me to shave it off." I was like, "Your brother was probably coming across, you know, Queen's regulations, 
saying that yeah. you cannot wear, you cannot don a beard in your military uniform, especially for the army. I believe it's still the case. Like the Air Force now, you know. You can only have a, um, a tash, can't you? If you uh, fully think, grow your tash. Yeah, so the army can only grow the tash where now the Air Force and the Navy can rock full beards if they want. Can they? Yes. I wish oh, I could have been in. Sense. I could have been in during that time, but I can't even. My beard doesn't grow full anyway, so I'd have been told to shave it off. Well, it was November, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or tour tash. There was always a tour tash. Um, yeah. Never but, grown one personally. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. See, I never knew this. So during during my time, and I think. But it's definitely my old man's times. My old man used to rock a tash like that was his. Yeah. That was his thing. But especially in the air force, you could get a mustache allowance, which allowed you to pay for wax to wax your mustache. No, really? so that you could have the the like the biggles <laughs> with the bigger uh, with the twists in and all sorts. I've got a friend who's in the army who's got the old twist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah genuinely i'm pretty sure you can get a mustache allowance they give you it's nothing like huge it's like a couple of quid extra in your pay so you can get mustache wax oh um, so go. like us women got um you know pads and you know oh, periods time monthly allowance. i think i think a lot of the men should have that these days as well <laughs> some of the men coming out these days god military's changed now though isn't it yes uh, even <laughs> even down to like I've got a, a buddy of mine that works on basic training now and yeah. he got called he got called in front of Ofsted because he called one of the recruits a cunt and he got offended by it I was like you're joining the infantry and you're getting offended by being called a cunt I don't think you should um, be in mate <laughs> I mean I've had kicks in heads and all sorts yeah, I uh, well I, 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 I always go back to uh, my bayonet training where I got I got headbutted by my corporal and he split my eye open and for, throughout the rest of bayonet training, I was covered in blood. I must have looked alley as fuck. <laughs> that wouldn't be training though if that wasn't it. I actually enjoyed that, like getting your bed flipped, getting a boot in the head. I like yes. that made you go, yeah. Well, you know what? I must be. I mustn't be trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a I had a pair of boots thrown at me. I was never very good in the block. I was more of a um, field soldier, I would say. Like in the block, I wasn't. The, my ironing wasn't great, but I did put a lot of pride and effort into it. But I just wasn't as good as anybody else. And I remember once I had, I had a pretty decent inspection. I was well happy with it. And then they got yeah. to my boots and he pulled my boots out and he went, Thompson. I was like, it's Corporal. And he went, you've polished these boots. And I was, I was like looking at him as if to say, yeah, I have polished the boots. And he went, good. And then just fucking launched them down the, down the corridor. Then ripped the rest of my uh, locker out, which took me fucking forever. And then he was like, Decent inspection, that. See you in the morning. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you know what? I was never very good at polishing boots or shoes. No. Never very good at it. I do remember one time I left my locker unlocked in basic oh, training. No. Oh, yeah, I come back, my bed was flipped, and they put all of my... my it was pristine, everything in the wardrobe, but, like, you know, in the locker. Perfect. But... I had to search around the camp and they decided to put all of it in bin bags. I was like, oh, <laughs> I won't do that again. Yeah, we had, we had a lad that had all his blue shirts tied in knots 
like really <laughs> thick locked. Like, and I was like, fucking hell, trying to iron that out. It's going to take forever. That's Thank God that I remember this. I remember this girl. She used to wear fake tan. Um, and one of the corporals got her face and was like scrubbing it off. Like, you don't wear this in basic training. Man, on basic training. Left. <laughs> yeah. Just, just admit, just you just gotta face the facts that you're gonna be a mess throughout basic training. Oh yeah, you don't need fake tan. <laughs> Not then. Anyway. You've got cam cream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just put some of that on. <laughs> And then try and wash it off after. That's good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one would be harder, fake tan or cam cream. <laughs> Probably fake tan. Apart from cam cream, you won't smell like biscuits. So. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Definitely. Oh dear. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love fake tan. <laughs> I'm sure. That as, wasn't as me. Mo- as most tan, women do. <laughs> Pardon. I said, as most women do, they do like a bit of yeah. fake tan these days. Definitely, definitely. Some what? smell better now. I don't know what to make out of Harry. I hope he can um, solve things with his family. Yeah. On a serious note. I, because I, it... I generally thought, God rest her soul, like, the death of the Queen would have brought them together. Yeah, but... and I thought it did. But... Yeah. But then again, as as civilians ourselves, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. No, there's so... always... Well, they always say three sides for every story. Their side, their side, and the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, it was quite funny because my uh, my missus was like, "I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kate is as, as as squeaky clean as she makes out." And I was like, "How dare you? That's going to be the future Queen of England. How dare you?" <laughs> well, she's gorgeous, isn't she, Kate? She's absolutely stunning. She always comes across very well. Yeah, um, which is why well, I think you know the amount of time that she's been in the public eye, something would have slipped by now. Like even 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 with Will, yeah. Um, I I saw something. I think it was on. I think he was even on TikTok because I'm that cool that I've got TikTok. Um, that he was being sort of harassed by a paparazzi, and you could see him really lose his temper with him. Yeah, and he was like, "Why the why the?" Basically, he was swearing and all sorts. He was like, "Why the fuck are you following me about?" I'm out with a bike ride with my kids and you're still following me about. You could literally see the anger in him, but you've never seen that with with old Catherine. Yeah, no, she's very classy, I would say. She's very put together and yeah. I like her. I think she's lovely. Like, you, you, there would be some slip up, even a slight alter by now. Yeah. Wouldn't there? Something. Yeah, there would be, be a... It's like knock on the tiara might have slipped a little bit, but it's yeah. she doesn't. She's pristine. She's calm. She's. I think she's everything you want in a princess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty, classy, like yeah. You can't fault her really, to be honest. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And she's well, really tall. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, uh, to me, everyone's really tall. I'm only five foot six, so everybody's tall to me. Yeah, I'm four foot eleven. Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's massive to me as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Just hold that thought. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send one more link because this, because fucking Zoom is a pain in the ass. Only gives you 40 minutes. So I'm going to okay. send one more link. We'll get into a bit more extra stuff. And then, uh, yeah, go from there. I'm just going to send you the... I'll uh, quickly go for the piddle while you send another link. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave that bit in. 
<laughs> Are you? Okay. <laughs> Hello. You're at the adverts. So don't turn off. Don't turn off because I've got some good stuff for you. First up, going to talk about our sponsors. Kent CBD is our first sponsor. Now, CBD oil, as you know, has tremendous benefits, especially within mental health and physical health. Personally, I use it to help with my anxiety and my depression. But not only that, I also use it to help with the aches and pains of life in my joints, especially my ankles and my knees. Um, but yeah, without CBD oil, I would have still been on my antidepressant tablets, which I'm no longer on. So, you know, every cloud. And what we're going to do here at Granite Zero is we're going to give you 10% off everything from oil, muscle rub, jellies, bath salts, the lot. Yeah? Make sure you get in there. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code Granite Zero and get yourself 10% off. You are welcome. But also, if you're like me and you love a nice cup of coffee, now, for me, I only drink one coffee, and that's Green Beret coffee. Now, I don't only drink it because it's out of this world fucking coffee, roast to order, grinded to whatever specific grind you want. But not only that, it's veteran-owned and veteran-run, which, you know, hits me right in the feels. So make sure you check it out, Green Beret Coffee. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee. I drink it dark, just like my soul. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. And what I'm going to give for you, I'm going to give you 10% off. So once you get to the checkout, once you've got all your coffee, your products, your apparel, whatever you need, get to the checkout and put in the promo code GZPODCAST10 and get yourself 10% off, courtesy of the Granite Zero Podcast. You are welcome. Now, that's enough of me talking about this stuff. Back to the regular scheduled show. Check it out! Got it. And we're back <laughs> from that short advert break. <laughs> that was a lovely advert. It was. It was. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> uh, clearly, that was your posh voice. Um, who knows? It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, to answer your question before I hit record, doing the podcast is, is, is quite easy. In, in terms of the way I do it through Zoom and things like that, I can connect like all around the world, really. I've got one with um, JT from Black Rifle Coffee tonight. Um, oh, so that's awesome. That will be, what, 1900 our time and 1300 their time. So that so I can connect that way. And with Zoom, as much as it's a pain in the ass, it only gives you 40 minutes. Mm. does do all the sort of converting for you from video format to just audio or or, or whatever and oh, it's just, it? yeah it's it's just it's just um <laughs> getting through the barrier of knowing that you're on record and yeah you relax and the conversation sort of flows a bit better and i use it i use it as my sort of therapy because yeah this is, that's what the main reason why I started the podcast was to help me air sort of my thoughts and feelings. And then it sort of grew by getting guests like yourself on um, and other like-minded sort of people and just have a, just have a conversation, you know, it, yeah, it, it can start by going through like, like we did touching, touching base on um, 
sort of your background, why you uh, joined the military and and different things that you went through for your time in the military. And then it, you can go off on tangents like, like we're doing right now and, <laughs> and talking about fucking Prince Harry or, or, <laughs> or other things. But obviously... I find podcasts quite fun. I've been asked to do... So I've done a couple for some people. I just... Yeah. It's nice to meet loads of people and definitely get to know them. <laughs> and I, I find that, you know, everybody sort of deals with... Or goes, touching back on the main reason why I started the podcast was mental health sort of reasons, you know, and mm. it, it's good to sort of touch on how other people deal with, you know, their different traumas. I like to, as much as I am slightly more introverted, which most people are like, no, you're not, but apparently I am, according to my um, uh, a buddy of mine that went took me through a positive psychology sort of course. He was like, you, you know, you're an introvert, don't you? And I was like, what? Most people see me as quite loud and in your face, and it's like he was like, "Nah, when I've been watching you, you you're not." Um, Believe it or not, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I'm quite introverted. Um, I like to keep. Do you find it easier to cope? Because I do. Yes, yes. Uh, mm. You know what? I don't know if it's part of being a member of the military, or if it's a, a male thing, or or whatever, but. I tend to want to sort myself out without any sort of help. I'm the same. I find it, I feel like I'm a burden if... Yes. I think it must be a military thing. It must yeah. be, because... I I, th- I agree. <laughs> it seems as though you're, you've gone through all this training. You're trained to sort of disconnect. You're You're trained to be the stronger person more physical and things like that so having an issue like that you don't want to put strain on somebody else because you want to deal with it yourself yeah and I find because I think in the military we're so used to sort of putting on this front of morale as well like Mm. everything's a laugh and a joke if we're in that bad state of mind it's so much harder to fake it yes to, that sounds really bad like this is who we are but this is who we naturally are when we're with people mm. but when you're in a bad frame of mind you can't be the person you want to be yes, you can't yes. be that morale that things aren't as funny and that is the way you deal with things isn't it? you laugh and joke about yeah things. well it's like... it's like everybody i know and other military people that i know we do have that dark sense of humor where we can laugh things yeah. off but also you're, you're totally right i i for one i can't hide the way i'm feeling as much Same. as i like to think that i'm sort of got a big smile on my face and, and things like that but in reality i don't i sort of look like a grumpy cunt most of the time and you know they're oh. like they're like what's the matter with you it's like but even now, I'm, even even though I'm sort of on the on the positive sort of recovery sort of journey that I'm on, where yeah. I, I feel so much better in myself, and I'm very positive instead of negative. Where pre- previously I was a, a very negative person. It's like, oh, I'm I'm now a security officer. That's pointless. Instead of thinking. I've got a job. I'm providing for my family and things like that. I was very yeah. much the negative side, where now I'm sort of on a different journey. 
but still, I'll still have like the missus coming to me and going, "Are you all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She went, but that, but now she now asks follow up questions as yeah. as, as, a, as a probe. She'll go, <laughs> are you all right? And I'm like, "Yeah." And she'll go, "Are you okay though?" Or because now she knows that previously I'd go, "Yeah, I'm all right," and just crack on, and then have a meltdown at some point. Yeah. That, well. That's what we do, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and you tell you can't know more, and then suddenly you're like, ah! <laughs> yes. In your brain, you're like freaking out inside. Yeah. Well, what was your it's main coping me- mechanism? Um, I isolate. Yeah. Very much. When I'm bad, I, I sort of isolate a lot you crack on with your normal what you've got to do and it's quite difficult being a single mother I've just just got to crack on but I've sort of just switch off from everyone else in the world because I can't deal with all of it as well as being a mum because I've got to put that front on for my son first of all and I'd be like yeah I'm, I'm sick I'm, I'm still <laughs> come mom. boy let's go yeah <laughs> um because I'm so I do it all on my own so then I can't. I haven't got the energy as well to put on this front for everyone else. So I, yeah, I switch off from people. Do fitness. Um, I do a lot of meditation, and then I really I play a lot of positive affirmations to try and yeah, yeah. get me through. And it sounds silly, but that sort of meditation. No, no, I don't, I don't believe anything that sort of helps guide you through any sort of issue that you have. I don't. I don't think that anything like that could be silly personally i i struggle with meditation i i actually genuinely think i have a touch of adhd somewhere because i can't sit still so like, do i you probably notice i'm moving i yeah. can't switch my brain off with meditation no i'm still I, like i tried it once i tried it once like i got an app and everything and i put the app on and it was like now turn all the lights off and close your eyes and then i was like this is fucking ridiculous and I was like sat in my own head going, what are you doing, you cunt? What, what are you doing? <laughs> but I, like, I'm not going to knock it because it fucking helps loads of people. But just for me, I'm like, I can't do it. I try and do the sleep meditation. So I'm like when I'm really exhausted, so yeah. I'm literally only listening for about five to ten minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, then, I'm, then I'm like, gone. And then she's gone. But, then she's gone. Mm. But do you get bad hint like sense of insomnia because like I had just last week actually it was like all week just like really bad insomnia I was like <sighs> no I get my sleep gets very much affected I I suffer from the um sleep apnea side of things oh, with, yeah. with um uh the sleep paralysis and things like that in fact I, I even had that. I had it the other the other day so we actually believe that I actually had COVID, but I'm now in the, the, the state where I'm like, I'm not going to test for something that is a cold. Um, yeah. Are you poorly but it, still? It, it, did, it did knock me out, to be fair. I was in bed and uh, my wife being, my wife was really, was really good and supportive. She took the girls out for a few hours so I could rest up in, in bed. And yeah. next thing I know, my mind is awake, but my body is asleep but I couldn't breathe properly. So I'm trying to breathe and shout and try and get help. But in reality, there was nobody even in the house. So I actually eventually woke myself up, but then I was, I, I panicked 
Like I haven't panicked yeah. at all. But for the longest time, I haven't panicked when I had had the sleep paralysis because I would. In my head, I knew that I was going through one of these things. I I didn't know what caused it, so I thought I just thought if I go in my head, I go if I go back to sleep in my head, then I'll wake yeah. up and be fine. But this one was was something different. I really I, I was struggling to breathe. I was like, this is not good. I had one like that in Malaysia, so it was really weird because I never had it before. I used to sleepwalk as a Horrible, child. Yeah, but my mum noticed that after some obviously that stuff that happened to me when I was younger. So I assumed that was from that. Mm. And she sort of never woke me up woke me up. She just guided me back to the bedroom, bless her heart. Yeah. And then but it was in um Malaysia in Brunei. The that you have all the fans, the aircon on. And I woke up and like I wasn't awake because I couldn't move and it was like someone was pinning me down. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, and I was the, like... The inner demons, as I call it. Yeah, and I generally thought someone was there. I wouldn't sleep in that room again. Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my demon that I've, I've seen a few times when I've gone through these different phases, the way I describe him, it looks like the Dementor from Harry Potter. Yeah, and like I've a black seen, shadow. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen, <laughs> genuinely, I've seen it come through into, the, into my room before, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then I try and struggle. Um, a few times the missus has woken me up and snapped me out of it. But then when I've woke up, I've not realised that I've gone through that. And I'm like, what are you waking me up for? She's like, you're making some really weird noises. Like, I was like, huh. Well, it's probably because I was being sucked by a Dementor that was taking my yeah. soul. <laughs> this is a fun it's horrible, This is a it? fun conversation. <laughs> it's awful. Like, I've never ever want to experience that again because i just no. remember being so petrified that i was don't like blame you. what is going on generally don't blame you. i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy those those sorts of things is this no horrible. i wouldn't it's i mean i've horrible. had little ones since but sort of i'm being a bit more aware since of like what's happening but yeah still you're like <gasps> yeah you wake up and you're like jesus christ i almost died but, yeah. Don't take my soul today. <laughs> Stop taking my soul. It's it's yeah. It's not nice. It's not nice. But one thing you did touch on, which I believe is a huge factor in helping any sort of mental health issue, as well as physical issues, is obviously being active and do, and mm. doing some fizz. Like I find if I'm not training, like I did let myself go throughout the um, lockdown stage because you know I was fat and lazy. And that was so fair, easily done, though, isn't it, it? It definitely was, and I definitely gained far too far too much weight than what I would like to. Like I look at myself mm. now, and I'm like, jeepers, let, let's start training. I'm, luckily, I, I'm one of those guys that needs to have something to train for, otherwise, I become uber lazy. So yeah. I've organised another charity football match in July, and me and my close buddy Dan, who took me to Old Trafford yesterday, we, we've started football training in the evenings just just the two of us just to get ourselves back into it and I feel so much better when I'm starting to lose a little bit of weight and not only that it's it's a known fact that the positive endorphins that come from training you might exactly. fucking hate it for the hour <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes half an hour that you're doing it but afterwards I can guarantee you afterwards you're like fucking I needed that and for the rest of yeah. the day, uh -huh. you're in a, in a good place. 
even if you're knackered for the first couple of weeks when you get back into it, you you do feel ultimately all around just slightly better because of the endorphins, which help all the hormones and balance things out in the body. Definitely. Definitely. But it's also good to have a break as well. Like I do find sometimes I do a bit too much and I like to have a week off because then there's like less sometimes I'm like, oh, I need a good week off and not pressure myself. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you feel do you feel that you pressure yourself when you're when you're training? Sometimes. I've, but I've, I don't... I've noticed I've got a, a few uh buddies that that are really into into their training and one of them is a uh well, she's a serving member of the the army, but she's also does a lot of like, well, I think it's the bikini sort of physical stuff. And I've noticed a, a, hey, a bit of a strong women. Yeah, she she she. Every now and then, she'll put a post up, and she's like, "I'm down four pounds or whatever. I'm feeling good." Blah blah. blah. And then the next couple of days, it'll be like, oh, "I've I've plateaued," and it's like I can see that. Because you've got this goal of having the the physical body shape that you that you want, you're now putting that too much at the forefront, and that will then start to develop body dysmorphia. And you'll look at yourself yeah. and go, "I'm not what I should be. I should look like this now." And I think I was that, about to that, say that, that is the, the the devil in disguise in terms of the fitness industry and, mm-hmm. and, and things. Because obviously you get you get the fucking Instagram models and things like that that. I always laugh because you get the Instagram, especially the women ones, you get the Instagram fitness models that put up, oh, I trained back and shoulders today. And then you're looking at the picture and you're like, why are you showing me your ass? Yeah, I know. I've noticed that. Actually. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're not showing me what, you, what you've been training. Back and shoulders. You're, you're, yes, well done. You've got some very good glutes. Congratulations. I do think everybody who's in the fitness injury ha- in injury industry has some type of body dysmorphia yeah I've, to I a degree agree. to a degree i think like including myself because how are you saying your friend is if i miss training for a few days i'm like oh i'm fat now <laughs> but i'm not far from that <laughs> far from that no, I know. it goes into your brain <laughs> yeah it does but at the same time you can look different in the morning to the afternoon to the next day so it depends on how much you've eaten exactly if you need a toilet and it depends on what you've eaten as well if you've had a fucking sandwich you know bread is known to bloat you out exactly Um, it's it's a yeah it's that goes with skin as well though like people like moan they've got bags under their eyes or whatever that's salt the more salt you have, the bigger your bags are. It's like little things like that. It's yeah. diet. And you can't control that 24-7 because you're going to be more bloated if you need to go for a number two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah. and sometimes sometimes you do slip. And I slipped yesterday because, obviously, I was out pretty much all day. I had a, a nice greasy fry up in the morning. And then I had a KFC at fucking lunch and a burger after the fucking football. And at the time, yeah. you know, it tasted great. And then by the time I like got home, I was like, "Whoa, I feel shit now." And <laughs> it's not. It's not until you think about it. It's like, "Oh, I've put some awful shit in my body today." Even had a couple of pints as well. Why not? But you know, it might feel nice when you're eating it at the time. But you know, it, it's it's not good for you, is it really? There's it's a not. But why. at the same time. At the same time, how good is once. KFC gravy? 
<laughs> oh my god, KFC gravy is quite nice actually. <laughs> Top gravy. But you only live once. Like if you balance yourself out for a couple, good couple of days, yeah. you can have a few naughty days. It's, it's, um, is bad food. Everything in moderation, isn't it? And yeah, you know, you, you can't. I I look at some people and they're like, oh, I don't drink anymore because I'm on a fitness journey. It's like, okay, brilliant. I'm I sure don't you're drink the that life, much. Sure, you're the life and soul, you know. <laughs> exactly. I don't actually drink that much. Probably once a year, maybe once every two years. But then that's again for my mental health, not for the fitness. Yes, because that more... again, that again is another a double-edged sword. The devil in disguise. Right. Yeah. For me, if I drink, I get quite poorly, like mentally. So yeah. I just avoid it. Um, Let, let's the let's the demons out. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not I, when I'm I find, drunk I find, I I'll either go one or two ways normally I'll be really happy and, and everybody's my mate or if I have too much whiskey then I'll turn into a horrible person to be around do you like whiskey? little Jameson or something yeah. it's quite nice <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bit of Johnny Walker at the minute oh have you? Yeah. he's not out at the minute I... it's too early in the day and I've got a school run to do day. <laughs> no, I turn into a baby if I drink, actually. But I'm not very good at handling. It. I mean, the hangover is what kills me. I turn, I get really depressed if I'm hungover, so I just don't. Oh, yeah. Nothing don't bother. I can't handle it. Nothing worse than a hangover, <laughs> especially now in in my thirties. It's like oh, it's harder, like isn't it? Never ending hangover. It's like a week, isn't it, just to get over it? Now, yeah, yeah. it's horrible. <sighs> it's horrible. How old are you? I'm 35. I'll be 36 in March. How are you? I'm, I'm 35 in July. We're, we're in a year apart. Hey. And, and, and not too different in height either, so that's always good. <laughs> You're definitely taller than me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice being taller than people. To be fair, my my mum's only little. She's 5'1". So my my eldest daughter, she definitely takes after my missus' side of the family. Like, are they tall? Yeah, I think the tallest is around six six. Wow. And then the others are around. They're all they're all six foot or just over. I think her youngest brother is probably the shortest at five ten. I think. Wow. My my That's eldest tall. has definitely got the legs. Put it that way, because it's so funny. Because I t- I take after my mum, so I've got tiny legs. I think that twenty nine inch inside leg. I think it's t- tiny legs. Tiny I'm built like a rugby, like a like a prop for rugby, short and blocky <laughs> and thick. But yeah, she's complete opposite of me. She's really slight and long legs, and she's in year seven now, so she's eleven, and she's almost as tall as my mum, who's five one. So she's wow. definitely she's definitely going to be taller than me. Yeah, Which will be funny when I walk her down the aisle. That'll be funny. Oh, God, yeah. She'll be, like, legs 11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My boy's 11. He's, like, a couple of inches bigger than me now. And I'm, like, but his dad's six foot one and his granddad on his dad's side is six foot four, I think. So, yeah. yeah it's... See, this is just a waste of height, really, I think. I'm quite happy being being a dwarf. Combat midget. I am. Don't you find you can manoeuvre? Combat midget, I called it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Combat side. Get around. They'll miss me. I used to joke with, uh, with uh, my best mate, Ginge, who's 
I think he's I think he's around six one, six two. He's a lot taller than he was a lot taller than me. And I was like, Well, yeah. they'll miss me and they'll hit you, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to duck. <laughs> yeah. It's it won't, I won't even come up in their sights, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, what I want, what I also want to sort of t- touch on and I think very similar to me, you find, well, I say similar to me, I actually find it quite difficult to put things onto paper, but when I do, I can't stop putting things on paper. Yeah, you've got to be in the mood. Yeah, so I'll, I can write mm-hmm. like four or five quite quickly and then lose motivation to write anymore. But as soon as I've written something, I'm like, oh, I feel better now. Um, yeah, but obviously you're you're sort of involved in in a poetry book. Yeah, so I've got um loads of guys' poems um, which oh my god, some of them are gorgeous. Like they're just so emotional, and you know when you read them, it triggers memories. Yeah, especially for us veterans, you just go, oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it triggers yeah. something for you. It's like I remember being in that situation, which is quite nice and it's at the same time it's a bit sad you know what I mean and um, mm. it's a bit of a nice read it's a very emotional like evoking to the emotions um but yeah so I'm gathering loads of their poems together in one book and um Mark Busby the producer for that thing I'm doing for the um presenter that's it yeah. <laughs> mind went blank yeah. couldn't find the word then um so he's helping me with the front cover and getting publishers and everything together and that's to raise money for the charity that i'm the ambassador for so awesome. hopefully that will will get some some money for the charity yeah. trust. definitely and i think a lot i love things like that as um as another one that i've seen uh with a a previous guest of mine, uh, Neville, um, he's part of, and I believe the main guy with it is a former uh, rock like myself um, called the Veterans Collective. They they write yeah. of different poems and things like that, and it's even some of them are even just like two or three lines, if that. But they're not like full lines. It's like a tiny little verse, and you're like, wow. It's yeah, my one. mum's written one for the book, and it's literally a couple of lines. Because I was like, "Mum, write a poem for that." Because she's a she's like a teacher and yeah. degrees and everything. She's like, "I don't like it." I was like, "Mum, it's really good." She's like, "Yeah, but it's a, not much to it." I'm like, "There doesn't need to be." <laughs> yeah, that that I think that's a problem with a lot of people that write that they think that a poem needs to be sheets of paper, and it's like, no, it just needs oh. to be something from your heart, whether it's. You know, I, I I always found when I write, I I write with my heart and not my brain. So a lot of the times, yeah, it doesn't, it might not sound perfect, but in my like the way I've written it is how I wanted it to sound. If that makes sense. No, yeah, no, exactly. I get that. Well, that's <laughs> what a poem's about. You, it doesn't have to make complete sense. And but a lot of people think it has sense. to rhyme as well. That that yeah, it doesn't. It's like no, it doesn't need to rhyme. That's we're taught. That's taught that from basic poetry, isn't it? In yes, like it is. Yeah, primary school. You've got, you got to make it rhyme. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the it's tree nice, is it's nice when it does rhyme, but it 
it doesn't um, have to rhyme, no. It's just got to be like making you think and feel. Yes. I think a poem is. No matter what's on there, it's going to make, like a piece of art, it's going to make you think and feel something. I struggle with looking at art and going, well, oh, that's making me feel. There is some artwork. Have you seen the artwork where they just throw loads of rubbish together? Yeah, I hate that. I just think, God, that needs cleaning up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's another one that with a bloke that puts like a hole in a paint can and then spins it around. It's like, well, I could do that, but nobody's going to pay yeah. me a hundred thousand pounds for that. But then you see, <laughs> then you see, I've, there's a there's a bloke. Oh, I can't remember his name. I'd have to look it up. He does. Again, it's a it's like a veteran sort of project, and he has done portraits of everybody that lost their lives in Afghanistan. Each wow. individual, each individual soldier, he's he's painted, and I'm like, that is incredible. Like that's incredible. That's amazing. That's really incredible. I'll try. I'll try and find it. And I'll send you the link. He's um, yeah, he's de- definitely something else. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, my brother's um. A designer as well he does like vases like he's got his own range and he's got it's really weird thing i think it's called sun dancer but he's a massive like he so he does sculptures and massive yeah. sculptures like this artistic sort of people have got a different brain they have he's oh my god he's so talented my it's brother but he's in london my, my um, niece my niece is a very my to be fair my my youngest is actually starting to get very good at art she's been got one of those anime sort of books that teach you how to draw cartoons and things like that and she's yeah she just seems to be able to copy it and i'm like if i did that i'd have to trace it because i can't i can't do it my fingers don't work like that um but my niece is her artwork we got we, we literally got her a um like an art notebook for christmas one year and she's filled it all out and i was looking through it and i was like this is incredible well, I, don't know, I don't know how your brain works like that. But then but then my fucking daughter showed me her I don't follow her on TikTok, but she showed me a TikTok and she's all into that sort of anime cosplay thing and she's got like fourteen thousand people that are following her. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're... No, my little boy does as well. He loves that anime stuff and he like combines loads of videos and does something with it all i'm like how do you do that (laughs) yeah it must be a new in thing yeah but yeah see i can sketch but again it's when i you know as we do the writing it's when i feel like it and if i try and do it when i'm not in the mood you should see it it's like a two-year-old's done it it's like well what happened i don't know what happened (laughs) yeah it's 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 weird it is weird how the, how the brain suddenly you get creative <laughs> yeah yeah i i find it because i'm i was i'm in the um i'm in the market to get a new, a new tattoo and i know exactly what i want yeah but i can't draw what i want to then go to the uh artist and say this is what i want but yeah i've managed to find one that can sort of take the idea that i've got and she's starting to sketch it which is which is good it's um, it's a, it's one that I've seen on quite a few different um veterans. It's basically the the soldier with the poppy, but yeah. instead of having a World War Two or World War One soldier, I want a modern soldier. So hopefully it'll work out and yeah, and sort it out. Not the old 
helmet. Yeah. I want a new helmet. <laughs> I want a new one. Yeah, a new one. New body armour. Yeah, exactly. Actual body armour, because obviously they didn't have it in World War Two, did they? No, they didn't, to be Black fair, did they? Just it's the old boat heavy. helmet. Fucking heavy. God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I used to really struggle because of my, my height. Yeah. uniform that fit and then my body armor when i put it on it would always come like over my shoulders <laughs> and i'd be like, with a rifle, being, like being little being little yeah and then you've got to get the butt into your shoulder aren't you? and i'll be like mm. i can't get it oh, in. you managed you managed to do it didn't you you managed to i did yeah it was just always very difficult and then you know when you kneel down then my body arm would go yes <laughs> mine, mine used to do that to be fair Oh, so for the longest time, for short. the longest time, they gave me a long, a long back bergen instead of a short back bergen. So the short ones, I, they're supposed to I be. I had a uh, long back as well. Uh, they're horrible to carry when you're when you're a midget. Yeah, <laughs> I think someone said to me like pretty much halfway through my army career, oh, you needed a smaller bergen. I was like, do I? I didn't know there's yeah. a difference. <laughs> I used to try and get as much as I could uh, in the. <laughs> When I, when I got onto squadron before I managed to change my burger out, I managed to try and get as much as I could in my day sack because that would fit properly on my back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's for fucking... Do you find um, with your PTSD, so I get really bad, like, memory loss. I don't know if that's silly. And, like, sometimes no, I can't silly. find words or I forget... It could be a simple thing, but I can just forget stuff so randomly. And then I can remember it again, but then I'll forget it again. Uh, it's like so hit and miss. At times, yeah, I'm, I, I can be quite scatterbrained where yeah. I'll be very much focused on what I want to do. But then not get what I want to do done because I don't know how to get the stuff that I want to do done, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You suddenly just forget, and you're like, "Huh?" Yeah, it's I like, have to write everything down because otherwise, I will actually forget. I need to do that and more it's... often to write things down that I need to do, or or put things into a diary. I do it at work I've quite often because I. Planning. Yeah, well, I've seen I've seen your uh, your scheduler. Um, but <laughs> yeah, even down to things at work because I I'm I'm the manager of the site, so I get all the emails in for people. Uh, what unlocks they want etc etc and I'm supposed to put everything that I get sent into the diary for the rest of the team but if yeah. I'm out on the ground and I'm walking around and I check the email on my phone by the time I get back to the back to the uh, office I'm like was I supposed to put something in the diary and I'm like oh. and then I forget and then, uh, and then it'll come to the end of the day and I'll be rechecking my emails I'm like fucking there it is I knew that so, I do like stuff I... like that all the time, like maybe just like a little bill or something. And I'm like, then I'll get another letter through, like a reminder. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it, I forgot to pay. I need to do that one now. Or an yeah. appointment. Oh, you've missed this appointment. I'm like, what appointment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot I had one. Yeah. Oh, it's so definitely. frustrating sometimes. And I'm like, oh. It's, it's, it's really be. quite bad. It's got to be. And, you know, having, having the, the year planner definitely helps um, that's the only thing that helps me like to get to remember things honestly i've got boards everywhere in the house like little reminders everywhere i mean sometimes we get to look but <laughs> i forget to look <laughs> i forgot to look at the board so don't worry about it yeah yeah i had to um i, I literally had to set a remote camera 
saying that. I can't remember what the reminder was for. But I had to set a reminder on my phone to do something because I knew that by the time I'd gone to sleep and got up, I would have forgotten what it was and it was quite yeah. important. And I think it was to I think it was to do with the Christmas closure of my site. We we closed the roads off on my site for Christmas. Well, that's what it fucking was. It's not even anything important. I let I left I left a load of Christmas like foods in the fridge at work because I um, yeah. next door is Asda, and I put it all in the fridge and it was like things like Pringles and fucking all that bollocks. But I literally left work, went home, and went. I forgot the fucking food. And I was like, luckily I had to go back that night to set the closure out, but I had to set a reminder yeah. to remind myself when I got to site to pick it up to then take it home. Crazy. Oh my God, I do stuff like that all the time. Like, so my <laughs> mum would be like, oh, it takes up to my mum's or whatever. And she'd be like, yeah. I get to my mum. She's like, oh, did you remember this so-and-so? And I'm like, oh no, I completely forgot. Or my boy would be like, ask me something. I'll go, yeah, I'll do it now. And then I get distracted by something. And then he's like, Mum, you didn't do this. Da, da, da. Like an hour later, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. But he's used to it now. He's like, oh, you forgot again. <laughs> yeah, you forgot again, Mum. I'm done. <laughs> God, well, done mum. well done, Mum. Well done. See what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you one more link because I think we've got a little bit more to talk about. And then yeah. we'll, we'll finish up. And then, uh, yeah, we'll... um. We'll do that because we've got about we'll two minutes left on this one. Oh, have we? Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she's, she's back. We're back. From, from oh, the sure. set of, uh, you know, stuff. Um, so I want to I want to sort of touch slightly on uh, on your discharge from. Yeah. So when 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 did the the, uh, the mental health stuff really start affecting you? Oh, so I would say the first time was two thousand and twelve. Um, there was a lot going on with with my boy's dad. So he had PTSD as well, and um, that must have been a yeah, really bad. So he had to bayonet the Taliban in a ditch. They got that close. Uh, yeah, so it's not very often we see that now, is it? Hand-in-hand no, hand no, combat. Definitely not. Um, so he's Royal Anglin. And that kind of... He changed. The light in his eyes, that it was gone. He, The bloke before tour to when we returned was very different. So then it turned into a situation where I was sort of being abused, basically. I was getting hit, but he was not his own fault. He was getting flashbacks. He didn't know where he was. Yeah. And he was a lot of, I was in danger, like to points mm. he nearly killed me thinking he was back at war, um, wow. which is really sad. I know yeah. he's got support and help like severe intensive help now and um, oh, that's good yeah so which is great and he's he's apologized to me and when he's come round, when he'd come round from that because some of the lads would have to come over and be like look i don't want to say his name but would like yeah, sort yeah. of have to wake him 
you know, get him out of it because I couldn't, I wasn't strong enough and he's six foot odd and I'm four foot 11. It was a very different ball game. Yeah. So I ended up in safe houses. Um, the military put me in safe houses to keep me and Brand and my boy sort of protected. Not that he was going to do anything, like he wasn't going to come after us or whatever, but he... Yeah, yeah, but when, when you're in the house, you, you sort of don't know what's going to, what switch is going to be flicked yeah they sort of the welfare team got involved and very much supported both of us and it was quite mm. difficult at the time because we were both very much in love but mm. for my safety and for his own as well he needed some <coughs> intervention yeah but the armpits and safe houses and it really started then because I think for so long I was sort of yeah I had PTSD too from tour I was sort of dealing with his PTSD as well and trying to help and I was just yeah and then sort of trying to help him but at the same time sort of neglecting yourself most likely very much so and then protecting Brandon as well because we were yeah, together a very very long time so yeah I was, it was difficult so now I've got like complex PTSD from what happened to me as a child and then Afghan and then what happened with him after to points where I was he nearly killed me on a few occasions um which is unfortunate but I'm I'm still alive so yeah it really started yeah, then in safe there's houses. Al there's always a uh, a shining light somewhere so <laughs> yeah I'm still alive <laughs> and he's a very lovely man his dad that's that's the sad thing about it PTSD mm. and it's so hard from watching your partner go through PTSD I think because I've I've got PTSD myself but I've also watched someone else go through it and it's yeah it's hard both ends I can completely get both ends as a woman watching your partner going through PTSD it must be like for me it was really difficult because you can't help yeah as much as you want to you can't actually you're just watching this person destroy themselves and it's just like what is going on so I, I I know both ends now which is I suppose good and bad in a way good that I know how to help perhaps yeah. support women that are going through that with partners but also I understand where the military person's coming from as well yeah yeah and uh, and I I had a, a a previous guest on that said a a really powerful thing to me in terms of in terms of uh how to be sort of a, a mentor, a, someone who can help guide and, and teach and and help relate. And because I had a lot of people tell me what are my qualifications in in helping people with this sort of stuff. And I'm like, because I've been through it. You know, Sometimes I, that's the only qualification you need yeah. because actually experience is better than a degree. Exactly. And when... When I've when I had a a few turns, you know, mine would very much relate back to anger um, and frustration and things like that. And my I've always had quite a short temper, but it'd be even the fuse would be even shorter. And that's my son's dad. Yes, and his uh, would I've go said, to I've anger. A, yeah, I've said a number of times to. Luckily, it never resulted in any sort of violence, but. I used to I used to petrify the the girls just 
they could I've said it a couple of times on here they could they could drop a fork on the floor at dinner and then that would yeah. be it. I I would shout and scream at them and I'd be I, I was I was not nice I was not just not nice to be around and same as Brandon said yeah you you turn into a different it's not you is it as a yeah. person it's not who and you I, are I, to the I hate the fact I hate the fact that the girls were ever afraid of me because I'm I'm their dad you know yes yeah. I might shout and scream if they've genuinely done something wrong but or or if they're in trouble but you know in terms of just dropping a, a I didn't like the fact that they had to tread around like on eggshells because you know dad yeah. might explode. I even even when the youngest was really little and she just wouldn't settle and and cry and things like that, I'd be like getting really frustrated and angry at a baby. It's like that's a baby, you know. You yeah, you got, you got to sort yourself out, mate. And, and that's and eventually I did. Luckily, I've been through stages like that as well, mate. My myself especially in the terrible two years I'd be like yeah. <laughs> but I had my brother around them luckily to keep sort of yeah, reining me in yeah rein you in yeah yeah and I've seen it from so for the male's point of view it is quite scary when a man loses their temper it's very scary in fact and it's 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 difficult but like you don't mean it I know he's he never meant any of it and you can't take back what's happened. All you can do is move forward and forgive yourself, I think, because you know what? War is horrible and it does stuff to people. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think that you, you sort of touched on a little something there, and it's a big thing, especially military personnel and veterans and things like that. You, ha you have to be able to forgive yourself. Yeah. And, you know, for the longest time, like I said, when I was stuck in the in the in the dark spiral I was very negative on myself and it, and it was always I'm not good enough I'm I've doing this there, yeah. I'm not good enough for this I'm not good enough for I'm you. worthless yeah. yeah what's the point of me being here like yeah, yeah. And, and the amount of times that I said to to the missus like you guys are better off without me and then do you know how many times that's gone through my brain as well probably too many and there's still now. days isn't there yeah yeah there's still days and you've got to go. No, no, no. You've got to talk yourself out of like the the worst. The worst thing, the worst and best thing I ever did was get off my antidepressants. The reason why I say worst and best was because of the way I did it. I went, yeah. I went cold turkey off mine, which was probably the worst thing I could ever have done because my hormones went on a roller coaster ride, and I went on the wrong, on the wrong way. I was on yeah. a very, I was on a very downward spiral to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore, and it was lucky that I got talked out of it. Um, and then from from that moment on and onwards, I haven't taken any antidepressants or anything like that since. I do use as a bit of an ad. I do use uh, CBD oil, which does help with anxiety and things like that that I get occasionally, and it does help me switch my brain off when I go to sleep. Um, but you know the best thing I ever did was get off them because I don't know if you're in a similar sort of place but I like to be able to feel things when I was on no, I, agree. I couldn't feel anything I was very numb and that's not knocking, in, that's not knocking anyone that's on them because 
a lot of people need them to help throughout their daily routines. But for me, I was like, even down you to feel just nothing, being, do you? Even down to being happy for like, yeah, my, my daughter playing football or or them doing something in gymnastics. So I was like, yeah, well done. So all I it, would feel was this or sad. Yeah, I yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I need to. Be, on them. Yeah, I need to. I need to be in the moment. Whether I am having a down day, I need to be able to feel that I'm having a down day, so that I can then because yeah. I've I've like I said I went through um the positive psychology type stuff. When I'm in my down stage, I now know the light that I need to get out, and which happens to be the three most important people in my house. They they are yeah. my light. Without that, fuck fuck knows where I'd be, but. When I was on my antidepressants, I couldn't. I couldn't even see. I couldn't even see that. I was just an NPC, as these kids would call them. That, see, that's when I non-player character. These... For those that don't know what NPC stands for, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I took the suicide attempts. Every time I was anti on anti oh, really? antidepressants, every time, yeah. We're... Well, the first time wasn't, but every. I've tried three times. So the first yeah. time wasn't, but the two times after I was on antidepressants. Can, yeah, the first one was in the same little bit? What what um how how did you how did you try? Was it so was the it first time... were you were you like solely trying or was it more of a I, don't, I, I hate saying this, but was it a bit of a cry for help sort of thing? No, I really meant it the you first really meant, time. Yeah. yeah, I so I got so I was in the safe houses and I got loads of the welfare team give me loads of sleeping tablets. Oh dear! And I think I think there was about twenty or how many you get in a full packet. I can't, you know, it's a lot, isn't it, in a full packet of Zoplicone? Well, the, um, the sleeping. I'm I'm afraid of sleeping tablets anyway. Um, <laughs> they petrify I smashed, me. I put brands into bed upstairs in the <coughs> um, in the safe house. Made sure he was safe and put his bottle. So he was that that young. He was yeah. one and a half put the bottle next to him when he woke up and unlocked the front door so the welfare team because I knew they come around every morning to check on me mm -hmm. see so I knew what I was doing and I smashed a full lot of sleeping tablets and um, I fell asleep in front of the fire I did I did I in my head I thought um you can't wake up from this yeah I you smashed did. a full, full packet I did yeah I did wake up, but I had no intention. I really meant it. I really didn't want to, which is shameful to admit. It really, it's quite embarrassing. But I did it. It didn't work. It's, Everybody, it's, I do not recommend you taking it, a full pack of sleeping tablets. No, 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 no. Yes. The, the, the whole, it's a, the the fact the fact that you thought it was embarrassing and and things like that. I don't think a lot of people, unless they've been there, understand what it's like to be that negative yeah. and down on yourself that you feel that the world would be better off without you in it. Yeah, um, is what I... Yeah, I exactly. One of the last guests I had, um, Liz, um, very, she was the Chinook pilot. Uh, sorry, not pilot. Um, Chinook gunner. And she had yeah. very bad, um, PTSD as well. And she attempted to take her own life. And, you know, she said nobody else would notice until she got to that point because she didn't let anyone else know. 
and I was like that's exactly me is. as well I was they knew it's... I was sad and depressed obviously being in the safe mm. houses but not to that point because they wouldn't have given me all them tablets no and they would probably add someone to stay yeah even after that like I've there's one time I actually handed myself into the counsellor because I was collecting tablets for about three mm. months. I was collecting them and then I wrote a letter like to to my partner and my family and he found the letter and he was like, um, you need to sort this out. But And it was in this pile of like bag of tablets and mm. I was like, yeah, I don't actually want to do it. I just want this pain to stop. Mm. And that, that's a big and, thing, wanting the pain to yeah. stop. And yeah. wanting to not be so, be so hard on yourself, really. You, you want to be back to how you were. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff changes throughout life in general. And you change as a person. As a person, you like... change, definitely. But, you know, you just want to be back to being happy. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes you don't see don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's even this point, um, this year, this year, sorry, last year, it was last April, between April and June, I was really bad and I cut myself for the first time. And I'd never done that before. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. No, <laughs> kind of I... way. So don't re- I don't recommend it anymore. Don't recommend that either. Um, <laughs> but I was getting to the point, I was in my head, I was going, I want to do this. But then I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And I was debating myself. And I was like, I can't do this to Brandon. I've tried like three times before this. And the first time I really wanted to, the two other times, it was just a cry for help. And this time again, do I want to do this? And there's part, there, there was a part of me that likes, yeah, I really do because I've lived with pain for so long. But at the same time, I was like, how dare I be so selfish and leave Brandon with just me because he doesn't see his father often. I was like, I can't do that. And I and I said, and I called the counsellors and the doctors, I was like, you need to help me now because I'm worried for myself that every day I'm losing more control. You need to help me now immediately and within a week I had an entire team around me that's good but yeah but I knew that I every day that was going by the thoughts of wanting to kill myself was getting stronger Mm. and I was like I have to do something about this because I'm worried that I actually might go through with something that was more yeah yeah, and, and it's well on the positive spin you noticed the signs. Yeah, I cut it. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, you have got that that shining light as well that's sort of clicked in your head with, with the little man. And mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of people forget how important, especially those that are going through all these mental health issues and problems and, and feel like they're a burden, blah, blah. Blah, blah blah like we've both been there we know what it's like to feel like that yeah but how you have to sometimes put yourself in the perspective of those that do love you and yeah i've I've spoke about it 
countless times on here. It's in my, it's in the, in the book as well, and on and on my little mini documentary that I did because I tried to show as many people as I could that you can live with having these issues and get through you can. it. It's not always easy. It's not. It's a difficult road. Sometimes it's a fight. And but... the main little protagonist that got me through or not got me through that made me get the help that I needed and start and even down to starting this podcast was my my eldest because she found me curled up in a ball in the kitchen and she would have been around about seven or eight and she put her forehead against mine wiped my tears away from my eyes and said daddy don't worry about it we we all still love you and you know that really it sort of gave oh, me the, it, 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 it gave me it gave me um yeah. kick in the nuts that i needed really because mm. how could i do that to these two little nuggets you know they are angels aren't they and they don't realize yeah. it there are heroes yeah but to be honest that's what they are there are heroes they're the ones keeping us a lot, they're the ones giving us a reason to keep surviving and to force us to be happy. Almost, they're the ones that are making us be happy and making yeah. us want to change and want to get better. Definitely, and mm. you know, like I said, without without the 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 three, they're in the house or well, not in the house. They're at school at the minute, um, and the, and the missus. Without those, I I don't know where I'd be. Genuinely. Even no, if I same, was... yeah. And yeah, that that took a that took a nice depression. <laughs> nice turn, didn't it? <laughs> same with my siblings, my like last last year when I was going through that, my siblings really they could see me because I'm home now because I'm living back at home now. Mm. They could actually see me slipping, <laughs> whereas before they've never seen it because I was always away, yeah, yeah. living away. And this is the first time they've seen me go down and, and down that's, and that's down. That's another big thing that I don't think is touched on enough is the yeah. fact that nineteen percent of people that join the military move away from their home. Family. It's, it's yeah. very few people that are actually from where they're stationed. I find is yeah. Um, for for me, I went from Hereford to Bury St Edmunds. Which is basically but that's near my end, yeah. Completely the opposite side of the yeah. country to where I'm from, mm. and even even down to the first four weeks of basic training, I was like, I can't be bothered with this. I'm I'm no good at this. I might as well go back to the small city that I'm from and be the the big fish in the small pond. But I was like, I remember having the chat with my old man. He was like, No, you're just homesick. He went, You've got yeah. family's day coming up. We're coming up to see you. You get to come home for a long weekend and then you restart. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you're right. And that was the best conversation I had. I must have been on the phone to my dad and my brother for about an hour. And they We need a pep talk though, don't yeah, we, sometimes? Definitely. Yeah. I think even even now, like we sort of forget how important family is. And this goes back to William and Harry and and yourself being at home with your family yeah. and me being to be fair. As soon as I married or got with um, my missus, it was though I was part of their family. We're we're all very similar, so it helps. And even yeah. even that, like just going around there for Sunday dinner, is 
fucking... It's like having that bond, isn't it? Yeah. That so, it's, it's always bizarre to me how people in, in families fall out the way they do and, and don't speak. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. Uh, me and my siblings are so close. Like, there's five of us, and we are all so... I couldn't imagine not... Throughout my entire life, I've always had my siblings. Like, yeah. you know, if I fall out my mum or whatever. Oh, dad, yeah, you always it. fall out with your parents. That's, that's a given. Oh, yeah, well, I, was, I was a nightmare for a <coughs> poor woman. Surprised <laughs> 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 she's not tired of a heart attack. <laughs> Love you, mum, really, if you see this. <laughs> she's a good egg. She puts up with, I don't know, I don't know how she does it. She's, she's strong-willed, I tell you. Different but, um, breed. My... Yeah, they're the older generation, a lot stronger mentally, I think, than, well, let's go from the stronger to ours to what it is now. Oh, yeah, even that. now, even now. You, you, oh, it's... <laughs> but I say that, I it's, not so much, it's not so much my <laughs> kids' generation, because I think they're actually a bit more robust. And the fact that they sort of have us as parents the generation that yeah. were born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s so we're like oh we did this you know i think it's the middle generation that were you know let us down so my younger sister is, <laughs> my younger sister is 21 so what that age yeah that that generation yeah, she's quite strong-willed believe it or not but um she's always looked up to me so i think that might be why oh, that, that my little be, sister yeah because I find with with my her friends definitely yeah um... like my 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 two they've they're not offended by anything they don't and and little things down to like it's a tricky subject but trans athletes and things like that my my eldest has gone well that's that's a man that's swimming with women of course they're going to win they're built differently but it's, it's like she already I'm knows like, yeah. And my son's she, exactly the same. He knows all these new words and all these mm. new different trans poly. But, I don't know what they're no, all the called. Be, the best thing know, my but... um, I think it was my youngest came out with, because uh, I was flicking through Instagram or something like that, and this lady popped up and went, "I I go by Zemzur and all this," and my what what's that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is, and I just I. And I don't want to offend anyone either or get cancelled, but I don't know what that is. So don't hold that. No, again. I don't know. I... But my, I think it was my youngest literally came out and went, Dad, there's, there's boy and girls. That's all, that's all that we have. I'm like, thank you. Thank you to this generation that clearly is picking up from their parents that are getting angry at ZZM Zers. I don't know what this CZM's thing is. I've got no idea. I'm oh, not. I identify as a about. sparkle muffin or something. I don't know. Well, my eldest brother is gay, but um, but it's different. He's like gay. He's not like yeah. I, I find or... most members of the LGBTQ plus community are normal people that are like, yeah, I'm gay. I'm a bloke that fancies a bloke or a lady that yeah. fancies a lady. There's a handful that make the most noise that like you you misgendered me. It's like, oh fuck off. Your, ad, your Adam's apple understand. gives it away. Yeah, even my brother doesn't <laughs> understand that completely. He says to me, he said to me before, I might shoot him in the foot here. But he's he said to me before, like, he actually thinks there might actually be something wrong and that they yeah. need some sort of therapy. I think so. 
especially, especially those that do the whole identify as a chair. I saw one of the other day of a, <laughs> a girl that was taking a collar off and started meowing and she went, I got kicked out of class today because the teacher told me that I couldn't identify as a cat. I'm like, you're not a fucking cat, you dickhead. You're a grown woman. I mean, that would be great. It's cosplay, but not as... You're a human being. You yeah, cannot go throughout you your life and When you're at home, cat. pretend to be a cat. It's fine. Be a cat. But know a place when <laughs> the time... Yeah, <laughs> to, to behave. Like, we've all got wild dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, what was the new one that I saw the other day? And I was like, this, this needs to stop. I think it was trans trans ageist or something like that. And What's like, that? Where you can identify as a different age, and I was like, "This is going. This is getting out of control." I identify as twenty one. <laughs> I, I I think I would go as twenty five probably because then your full frontal lobe is developed, so you're actually an Boom. adult. So well, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> twenty five. I reckon I could. I haven't got any grey hairs yet. Well, I've got a couple, I think. But so I think I'm gonna I go could... with twenty three, just because I like number three. So I'll go with twenty three. Oh, there we go. Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the world the world has gone mad at times, and sometimes I want to get off. It has, yeah. But then so I was going to say about my siblings; they've always been there, my family. So those that struggled with PTSD, I think, you, you to have, have family support, you, you need well, you need a. A support um, network. Network. I was going to say mechanism, but I knew that wasn't the right word. Um, but yeah, like support. fire safety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm firing all right. I'm firing all right. I stop. <laughs> Looking inside, I'm slightly broken. <laughs> um, but yeah, you definitely need that network, and and yeah. you know I've said it to quite a few guests that now. Yourself now included, you're now part of the Granite and Zero family. So if you're ever struggling, then you um <laughs> you can. I'm always. Open. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's fine. You can rock on all you want. Um, but yeah, you're you're part of the family now. So anytime you need any sort of support or help or anything, we're. Well, I say we're. It's just me, but I'm uh I'm always here and and oh, and whatnot. And it's a string of sort of networks that I've sort of. Inter intertwined, you know, like I've got an, a number of different veterans and 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 other outlets that are there to help support as well. Even down to the yeah. last of um, Smudger, who works for or owns the Red Coat Apparel and the History of Violence. Um, he he's always been there to for a chat. You got Steve Nichols, who did Right Flank and now helps with. The Rifleman, I think it is called, which is a outlet center for the uh, especially the rifles. Um, yes, yeah. that need if they need a chat, then he's made that up. You've got Big Dave Red Radband, who is in, an incredible soul himself. Um, you know, now yourself as well. So you know, yeah, the same. I've got the the ambassador of the help homeless veterans charity so if anybody any veteran finds themselves homeless then you know 
just give me a, a that's message. The, and that's the real pandemic. Yeah, the real pandemic. And again, with this um, veterans TV programme we're doing as well. So hopefully yeah. that will raise some more Definitely. awareness. And, and I can give you a shout at some point in that, as hopefully, I think if I'm allowed. <laughs> you, but, shout um, me out all you want, um, if, if they <laughs> let you. Um, and yeah, there's there's so many different things that we've, we've got out there. Um, there's a Person. lot, isn't there, at the yeah, moment? I've noticed more and, and more when you get talking to people, there is yes. stuff out there. And there's always somebody that's connected to, to, to something else that, that could help, like yourself with the um, the homeless veterans. I I helped to raise money for Rock to Recovery, even though, well, they're part of the Veterans Foundation, I believe now, and yeah. uh, Royal Marine Charity. Um, a lot of people have said to me, why do you help that? You're you're in the air force, because they help any anyone anyone. They do a lot badge. of them do, yeah. And, and it's not not a cat bad specific thing, you know. They they help everyone. They just happen to be affiliated with. Um, and like I said at the start, um, coming in July, I'll be um putting the boots on again out at the Gallagher Stadium in Maidstone. So we'll be raising money for rock to recovery and we are playing against sands united who help with the charity sands which is the um stillborn and something oh. else charity. um so yeah there's a lot of work going on to that which i'll probably be talking to you about because i might need a uh a presenter for the for the game because we're i will be yours we're, <laughs> we're gonna try and get um some interviews done for different players and 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 whatnot um but that's that's by the by what have you got coming up in your small future before we close off this episode uh well i'm just being asked to be a presenter to for this um for mark busby for this new tv program they're bringing out which is the veterans it's called um I can't talk too much about no, it. No, don't yet. give too much away just yet. No. Um, but that would be recording this year. So. Oh, fantastic! Fingers crossed. And I know there's a an award ceremony coming up with that in June. Um. So I should be available for you to do that present stuff. So I will get some good practice beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, keep, <laughs> I'll keep you posted, and I'll let you know. Um. Yeah. It's all sort of um penciled at the minute nothing's set in in pen as i like to say um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good event and yeah i just want to really thank you for giving me your time this afternoon thank you for your time with three three hours nearly <laughs> i i couldn't tell you i've lost track I've lost track <laughs> right it's now 20 past two so yeah just started at half 12 didn't we so nearly two and a half about two hours. You're going to have to um, send me the link so I can yes, help you. Yes, I will send you for, the link. I will. For what you're raising money for, you'll have to send me a link. Yeah, so I'll, send you, some... I'll send yeah. you all that. I'll send you all that. But yeah, it's been truly my pleasure and my honour to have you on the show. It's been a lovely chat. So do a little screenshot? <laughs> if you <Hello>. must. <laughs> did it work? I don't know. I don't know. Did it flash? It probably worked on your end. It wouldn't, it wouldn't tell me. But yeah, it's been. So I upload it, I'll be like. Podcast. Yeah, um, I'll let you know because what I tend to do is I will do any editing that I need to do. There won't be much, 
um, which is good. Um, Just the one where she says go to the toilet. No, that's staying in. That's staying in <laughs> you for can those, keep that in. That, that's staying in for the blokes with the with the toilet fetishes, obviously. Um, yeah, and when I make little clips or anything like that, you'll be um, you'll be tagged in. So. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And uh, and I look forward to doing some presenting for you later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, if um, if we need anything, or you'll have to send me some links of the charities and stuff you do, so I can sort of link them with the CEO of our charity and see yeah, if we can definitely. get some funds as definitely. well. Definitely. Well, Amber, thank you very much. Pleasure doing business. <laughs> I'll catch you again soon. See yeah. you later, darling. Get some rest <laughs> for yeah. tonight.